0: Act Two of Orinoco by Thomas Southern. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One Widow Lackett's House. Enter Widow Lackett and Weldon.
1: This is so great a favour, I don't know how to receive it.
0: Oh, dear sir!
2: You know how to receive and how to return a favour as well as anybody. I don't doubt it. Is not the first you have had from our sex, I suppose.'
1: "'But this is so unexpected.'
2: "'Oh, Lord, how can you say so, Master Weldon? I won't believe you. Don't I know you handsome gentlemen expect everything that a woman can do for you? And by my troth you're in the right on it. I think one can't do too much for a handsome gentleman. And so you shall find it.'
1: Weldon, pretending a concern, "'I shall never have such an offer again, that's certain. What shall I do?' I am mightily divided. Divided? Oh dear,
2: I hope not so, sir. If I marry, truly, I expect to have you to myself.
1: There's no danger of that, Mistress Lackett. I am divided in my thoughts. My father, upon his deathbed, obliged me to see my sister disposed of before I married myself. Tis that sticks upon me. They say, indeed, promises are to be broken or kept and i know tis a foolish thing to be tied to a promise but i can't help it i don't know how to get rid of it is that all all in all to me the commands of a dying father you know ought to be obeyed and so they may impossible to do me any good
2: they shan't be in your hindrance you would have a husband for your sister you say he must be very well to pass to in the world i suppose
1: i would not throw her away
2: then marry her out of hand to the sea captain you were speaking of
1: I was thinking of him, but tis to no purpose she hates him.
2: does she hate him? Nay, tis no matter; an impudent rascal as he is, I would not advise her to marry him.
1: Can you think of nobody else?
2: Let me see.
1: I pray do I should be loath to part with my good fortune in you for so small a matter as a sister. But you find how it is with me
2: well remembered in faith well if i thought you would like of it i have a husband for her what do you think of my son
1: you don't think of it yourself
2: i protest but i do i am in earnest if you are he shall marry her within this half hour if you'll give your consent to it
1: i give my consent i'll answer for my sister she shall have him you may be sure i shall be glad to get over the difficulty
2: no more to be said then that difficulty is over but i vow and swear you frightened me master weldon if i had not a son now for your sister what must i have done do you think were you not an ill natured thing to boggle up to promise i could break twenty for you
1: i am the more obliged to you but this son will save all
2: he's in the house i'll go and bring him myself going you would do well to break the business to your sister she's within i'll send her to you
0: going again comes back "'Pray do.'
2: "'But do you hear? Perhaps she may stand upon her maidenly behaviour, and blush, and play the fool, and delay. But don't be answered so. What? She's not a girl at these years. Shew your authority, and tell her roundly. She must be married immediately. I'll manage my son, I warrant you.'
1: "'Goes out in haste.' "'The widow's in haste, I see. I thought I had laid a rub in the road about my sister, but she has stepped over that.' She's making a way for herself as fast as she can, but little thinks where she is going. I could tell her she is going to play the fool, but people don't love to hear of their faults. Besides, that is not my business at present. Enter Lucy. So, sister, I have a husband for you. With all
3: my heart. I don't know what confinement marriage may be to the man, but I'm sure the women have no liberty without it i am for anything that will deliver me from the care of a reputation which i begin to find impossible to
1: preserve i'll ease you of that care you must be married immediately
3: the sooner the better for i am quite tired of setting up for a husband (laughs) the widow's foolish son is the man i suppose
1: i considered your constitution sister and finding you would have occasion for a fool i have provided accordingly
3: i don't know what occasion i may have for a fool when i'm married but i find none but fools have occasion to marry
1: since he is to be a fool then i thought it better for you to have one of his mother's making than your own save you the trouble
3: i thank you you take a great deal of pains for me but pray tell me what are you doing for yourself all
1: this while you were never true to your own secrets and therefore i won't trust you with mine only remember this i am your elder sister and consequently laying my breeches aside have as much occasion for a husband as you can have i have a man in my eye be satisfied
0: enter widow lackett with her son daniel
2: come daniel hold up thy head child look like a man you must not take it as you have done oh gad my life there's nothing to be done with twirling your hat man
4: why mother what's to be done then
2: why look me in the face and mind what i say to you
4: mary who's the fool then what shall i get by minding what you say
0: to me
2: Mistress lucy the boy is bashful don't discourage him pray come a little forward and let him salute to you
0: going between lucy and daniel lucy to weldon
3: a fine husband i am to have truly come daniel You must be acquainted with this gentlewoman.
4: Nay, I'm not proud. That is not my fault. I am presently acquainted when I know the company. But this gentlewoman is a stranger to me.
2: She is your mistress. I have spoke a good word for you. Make her a bow and go and kiss her.
4: Kiss her? Have a care what you say. I warrant she scorns your words. Such fine folk are not used to be slopped and kissed. Do you think I don't
0: know that mother?
2: Try her, try her, mad!
0: Daniel bows. She thrusts him forward.
2: Why, that's well done. Go nearer her.
0: Daniel to his mother.
4: Is the devil in the woman? Why so, I can go nearer her, if you would let a body alone. To Lucy. Cry you mercy, forsooth. My mother is always shaming one before company she would have me as unmannerly as herself and offer to kiss you why won't you kiss her why pray may i kiss her kiss her man marry and i will gadzooks she kisses rarely and please you mistress and seeing my mother will have it so i don't much care if i kiss you again forsooth
3: Well how do you like me now
4: like you marry i don't know you have bewitched me i think i was never so in my born days before
2: you must marry this fine woman daniel
4: heyday marry her i was never married in all my life what must i do with her then mother
2: you must live with her eat and drink with her go to bed with her and sleep with her
4: Nay, Mary, if I must go to bed with her, I shall never sleep that's certain. She'll break me of my rest quite and clean, I tell you beforehand. As for eating and drinking with her, why I have a good stomach and can play my part in any company. But how do you think I can go to bed to a woman I don't know?
1: You shall know her better.
4: Say you so,
1: sir? Kiss her again
4: nay kissing i find will make us presently acquainted we'll steal into a corner to practise a little and then i shall be able to do anything the young man mends
2: apace pray don't balk him
4: mother mother if you'll stay in the room by me and promise not to leave me i don't care for once if i ventured to go to bed with her
2: there's a good child go in and put on thy best clothes Look up a spirit i'll stay in the room by thee she won't hurt thee i warrant thee
4: nay as to that matter i'm not afraid of her i'll give her as good as she brings i have a roland for her oliver and so you may tell her
1: exit
2: mistress lucy we shan't stay for you you are in a readiness i suppose
1: she's always ready to do what i would have her i must say that for my sister
2: twill be your own another day master walden we'll marry him out of hand and then
1: and then mr slacket look to yourself
0: exeunt scene two enter orinoco and blanford
5: you grant i have good reason to suspect all the professions that you can make to me
6: indeed you have
5: the dog that sold me did profess as much as you can do and yet i know not why WHETHER IT IS BECAUSE I'VE FALLEN SO LOW AND HAVE NO MORE TO FEAR? THAT IS NOT IT. I AM A SLAVE NO LONGER THAN I PLEASE. TIS SOMETHING NOBLER. BEING JUST MYSELF, I AM INCLINING TO THINK OTHERS SO. TIS THAT PREVAILS UPON ME TO BELIEVE YOU. YOU
6: MAY BELIEVE ME.
5: I DO BELIEVE YOU. FROM WHAT I KNOW OF YOU, YOU ARE NO FOOL. FOOLS ONLY ARE THE knaves AND LIVE BY TRICKS wise men may thrive without them and be honest
0: blanford aside
6: they won't all take your counsel
5: you know my story and you say you are a friend to my misfortunes that's a name will teach you what you owe yourself and me
6: i'll study to deserve to be a friend when once our noble governor arrives with him you will not need my interest he is too generous not to feel your wrongs But be assured I will employ my power, and find the means to send you home again.
5: I thank you, sir. Sighing. My honest, wretched friends, their chains are heavy. They have hardly found so kind a master. May I ask you, sir, what is become of them? Perhaps I should not. You will forgive a stranger.
6: I'll inquire, and use my best endeavors where they are, to have them gently used.
5: Once more, I thank you. You offer every cordial that can keep my hopes alive to wait a better day. What friendly care can do you have applied? But, oh, I have a grief admits no cure.
6: You do not know, sir.
5: Can you raise the dead, pursue and overtake the wings of time, and bring about again the hours, the days, the years that made me happy?
6: that is not to be done
5: no there is nothing to be done for me
0: kneeling and kissing the earth
5: thou god adored thou ever glorious sun if she be yet on earth send me a beam of thy all-seeing power to light her to me or if thy sister goddess has preferred her beauty to the skies to be a star oh tell me where she shines that i may stand whole nights and gaze upon her.
6: I am rude, and interrupt you.
5: I am troublesome, but pray give me your pardon. My swollen heart bursts out its passage, and I must complain. Oh, can you think of nothing dearer to me, dearer than liberty, my country, friends, much dearer than my life, that I have lost the tenderest, best beloved, and loving wife?
6: Alas, I pity you.
5: Do pity me. Pity's akin to love, and every thought of that soft kind is welcome to my soul. I would be pitied here.
6: I dare not ask more than you please to tell me, but think it convenient to let me know your story. I dare promise you to bear a part in your distress, if not assist you.
5: Thou honest-hearted man! i wanted such just such a friend as thou art that would sit still as the night and let me talk whole days of my emoinda. oh i'll tell thee all from first to last and pray observe me well
6: i will most heedfully
5: there was a stranger in my father's court valued and honoured much he was a wight the first i ever saw of your complexion he changed his gods for ours and so grew great. Of many virtues, and so famed in arms, he still commanded all my father's wars. I was bred under him. One fatal day, the armies joining, he before me stepped, receiving in his breast a poison dart leveled at me. He died within my arms. I've tired you already. Pray go on. He left an only daughter, whom he brought an infant to Angola. When I came back to the court, a happy conqueror, humanity obliged me to condole with this sad virgin for a father's loss, lost for my safety. I presented her with all the slaves of battle to atone her father's ghost. But when I saw her face and heard her speak, I offered up myself to be the sacrifice. She bowed and blushed. I wondered and adored. The sacred power that had subdued me, THEN INSPIRED MY TONGUE, INCLINED HER HEART, AND ALL OUR TALK WAS LOVE.
6: THEN YOU WERE HAPPY.
5: OH, I WAS TOO HAPPY. I MARRIED HER, AND THOUGH MY COUNTRY'S CUSTOM indulged THE PRIVILEGE OF MANY WIVES, I SWORE MYSELF NEVER TO KNOW BUT HER. SHE GREW WITH CHILD, AND I GREW HAPPIER STILL. OH, MY EMMA Winda. BUT IT COULD NOT LAST. HER FATAL BEAUTY REACHED MY FATHER'S EARS. HE SENT FOR HER TO COURT. WHERE? CURSED COURT. NO WOMAN COMES BUT FOR HIS AMOROUS USE. HE RAGING TO POSSESS HER, SHE WAS FORCED TO OWN HERSELF MY WIFE. THE FURIOUS KING STARTED at INCEST, BUT GROWN DESPERATE, NOT DARING TO ENJOY WHAT HE DESIRED. IN MAD REVENGE, WHICH I COULD NEVER LEARN, HE POISONED HER, OR SENT HER FAR, FAR OFF, FAR FROM MY HOPES EVER TO SEE HER MORE
6: most barbarous of fathers the sad talus struck me dumb with wonder
5: i have done i'll trouble you no farther now and then a sigh will have its way that shall be all
0: enter stanmore blanford the lieutenant
4: governor is gone to your plantation he desires you would bring the royal slave with you The sight of his fair mistress, he says, is an entertainment for a prince. He would have his opinion of her. Is he a lover?
6: So he says himself, he flatters the beautiful slave that I have, and calls her mistress.
5: Must he then flatter her to call her mistress? I pity the proud man who thinks himself above being in love. What, though she be a slave, she may deserve him
6: you shall judge of that when you see her sir
5: i go with you
0: exeunt scene three a plantation lieutenant-governor following imoinda
7: i have disturbed you i confess my fault my fair clemene. but begin again and i will listen to your mournful song sweet as the soft complaining nightingales while every note calls out my trembling soul and leaves me silent, as the midnight groves, only to show to you, Sing, sing again, and let me wonder at the many ways you have to ravish me.
8: Oh, I can weep enough for you and me, if that will please you.
7: You must not weep. I come to dry your tears, and raise you from your sorrow. Look upon me. Look with the eyes of kind, indulging love that I may have full cause for what I say. I come to offer you your liberty and be myself the slave. You turn away. Following her. But everything becomes you. I may take this pretty hand. I know your modesty would draw it back, but you would take it ill if I should let it go. I know you would. You shall be gently forced to please yourself that you will thank me for
0: she struggles and gets her hand from him then he offers to
7: kiss her nay if you struggle with me i must take
8: you may my life that i can part with freely
7: exit
0: enter blanford stanmore and orinoco
6: so governor we don't disturb you i hope your mistress has left you you are making love She's thankful for the honour, I suppose.
7: Quite insensible to all I say, and do. When I speak to her, she sighs, or weeps, but never answers me as I would have her. There's something nearer than her slavery that touches her. What do her fellow slaves say of her? Can't they find the cause? Some of them, who pretend to be wiser than the rest, and hate her, I suppose, for being used better than they are. needs have it that she's with child poor wretch if it be so i pity her
6: she's lost a husband that perhaps was dear to her and then you cannot
0: blame her orinoco sighing
5: if it be so indeed you cannot blame her no no it is not so
7: if it be so i still must love her and desiring still I must enjoy her. Try what you do with fair means and welcome. I'll give you ten slaves for her.
6: You know she is our Lord Governors. But if I could dispose of her, I would not now, especially to you. Why not to me? I mean against her will. You are in love with her, and we all know what your desires would have love stops at nothing but possession were she within your power you do not know how soon you would be tempted to forget the nature of the deed and maybe act of violence you afterward repent
5: tis Godlike in you to protect the weak fie fie
7: i would not force her though she be a slave her mind is
5: free and should consent SUCH HONOR WILL ENGAGE HER TO CONSENT. AND THEN, IF YOU'RE IN LOVE, SHE'S WORTH THE HAVING. SHALL WE NOT SEE THIS WONDER? HAVE A CARE. YOU HAVE A
7: HEART, AND SHE HAS CONQUERING EYES.
5: I HAVE A HEART. BUT IF IT COULD BE FALSE TO MY FIRST VOWS, EVER TO LOVE AGAIN, THESE HONEST HANDS SHOULD TEAR IT FROM MY BREAST AND THROW THE TRAITOR FROM ME. OH, Imoinda, LIVING OR DEAD, I can be only thine.
0: Blanford, to the governor and Stanmore.
6: Immuinda was his wife. She's either dead or living, dead to him, farced from his arms by an inhuman father. Another time I'll tell you all.
4: Hark, the slaves have done their work, and now begins their evening merriment.
6: The men are all in love with the fair Clement, as much as you are the women hate her from an instinct of natural jealousy they sing and dance and try their little tricks to entertain her and divert her sadness maybe she is among em shall we see
0: scene four the slaves men women and children upon the ground some rise and dance others sing the following songs
9: alas there lives upon the green could i her picture draw a brighter nymph was never seen that looks and reigns a little queen and keeps the swains in awe her eyes are cupid's darts and wings her eyebrows are his bow her silken hair the silver strings which sure and swift destruction brings to all the vale below if pastorella's dawning light can warm and wound us so her noon will shine so piercing bright each glancing beam will kill outright and every swain subdue bright cynthia's power divinely What heart is not obeying? A thousand cupids on her wait, And in her eyes are playing. She seems the queen of love to reign, For she alone dispenses. Such sweets as best can entertain The gust of all the senses. Her face a charming prospect brings, Her breath gives balmy blisses. I hear an angel when she sings, and taste of heav'ning kisses. For senses thus she feast with joy From nature's richest treasure, Let me the other sense employ, And I shall die with pleasure
0: during the entertainment the governor blanford stanmore orinoco enter as spectators that ended captain driver jack stanmore and several planters enter with their swords drawn drum beats and a bell rings
7: where are you governor make what haste you can to save yourself and the whole colony i bid them ring the bell what's the matter the indians are come down upon us They have plundered some of the plantations already, and
4: are marching this way as fast as they can.
7: What can we do against them?
6: We shall be able to make a stand till more planters come into us.
4: There are a great many more without. If you would show yourself, and put us in order.
7: There's no danger of the white slaves. They'll not stir. Blanford, and Stanmore, come you along with me. Some of you stay here to look after the black slaves."
0: all go out but the captain and six planters who all at once seize orinoco
3: ay ay let us alone
7: in the first place we secure you sir as an enemy to the government
5: are you there sir you are my constant friend you
2: will
3: be able to do a great deal of mischief
5: but we shall prevent you
7: bring the irons hither he has the malice of a slave in him and would be glad to be cutting his master's throats i know him chain his hands and feet that he may not run over to him if they have him they shall carry him on their backs that i can tell him
0: as they are chaining him blanford enters runs to them
7: what are you doing there securing the main chance this is a bosom enemy
6: oh, away you brutes oh, i'll answer with my life for his behaviour
5: so tell the governor.
9: Well, sir, so, so will Mill.
0: Exeunt, Captain, and Planters.
5: Give me a sword, and I'll deserve your trust.
0: A party of Indians enter, hurrying Imoinda among the slaves. Another party of Indians sustains them, retreating, followed at a distance by the governor with the planters. Blanford, Orinoco, join them.
6: Hell and the devil! They drive away our slaves before our faces. "'Governor, can you stand tamely by and suffer this? Command, sir, your mistress is among them.'
7: "'We throw ourselves away in the attempt to rescue him.
5: "'A lover cannot fall more glorious than in the cause of love. "'He that deserves his mistress's favor will not stand behind. "'I'll lead you on, be bold, and follow me.'
0: "'Orinoco at the head of the planters falls upon the Indians with a great shout, "'and beats them off. "'Enter Imoinda
8: i am tossed about by my tempestuous fate and nowhere must have rest indians or english whoever has me i am still a slave no matter whose i am since i am no more my royal masters since i am his no more oh i was happy nay i will be happy in the dear thought that i am still his wife though far divided from him
0: draws off to a corner of the stage after a shout enter the governor with orinoco Blandford, stanmore and the planters
7: thou glorious man thou something greater sure than caesar ever was that single arm has saved us all except our general thanks
0: all bow to orinoco
7: and what can we do more to recompense such noble services you shall command clemine shall thank you too she is safe look up And bless your brave deliverer.
0: Brings Clemony forward, looking down on the ground.
5: Bless me indeed. You start? Oh, all you gods who govern this great world and bring about things strange and unexpected! Can it be? What is you stare
7: at so?
0: Orinoco, looking still fixed on her.
5: Answer me, some of you, you who have power and have your senses free, or are you all struck through with wonder, too? What would you know? My soul steals from my body through my eyes. All that is left of life I'll gaze away, and die upon the pleasure.
7: This is strange.
5: If you but mock me with her image here, if she be not Himoinda.
0: She looks upon him and falls into a swoon. He runs to her.
5: Ah, she faints. Nay, then it must be she. It is Himoinda. My heart confesses her and leaps for joy to welcome her to her own empire here. I feel her all in every part of me. Oh, let me press her in my eager arms, wake her to life, and with this kindling kiss give back that soul she only lent me.
7: Kisses her. I am amazed. I am as much as you.
5: Imoinda, oh, thy
8: Oronoco calls.
0: Emoinda coming to life.
8: My Orunoko! Oh, I can't believe what any man can say. But if I am to be deceived, there's something in that name, that voice, that face.
0: Staring on him.
8: Oh, if I know myself I cannot be mistaken.
0: Runs and embraces Orinoco.
5: Never hear. You cannot be mistaken. I am yours, your Orunoko. All that you would have, your tender loving husband.
8: All indeed that I would have, my husband. Then I am alive, and waking to the joys I feel. They were so great, I could not think them true. But I believe all that you say to me, for truth itself and everlasting love grows in this breast, and pleasure in these arms. Take, take me
5: all, inquire into my heart. You know the way to every secret there my heart the sacred treasury of love and if in absence i have misemployed a mite from the rich door if i have spent a wish a sigh but what i sent to you may i be cursed to wish and sigh in vain and you not pity me
8: oh i believe and know you by myself if these sad eyes since last we parted have beheld the face of any comfort or once wish to see the light of any other heaven but you may i be struck this moment blind and lose your blessed sight never to find you more immowinda oh
5: this separation has made you dearer if it can be so than you were ever to me you appear like a kind star to my benighted steps to guide me on my way to happiness i cannot miss it now Governor. Friend, you think me mad, but let me bless you all who, any way, have been the instruments of finding her again. Emma Wind is found, and everything that I would have in her,
0: embracing her with the most passionate fondness.
7: Where's your mistress now, Governor? Why, where most men's mistresses are forced to be sometimes, with her husband, it seems. Aside, but I would lose her so.
4: He has fought lustily for her and deserves her i'll say
6: that for him sir i congratulate your happiness i
7: do most heartily and all of us but how it comes to
5: pass that will require more precious time than i can spare you now i have a thousand things to ask of her and she as many more to know of me but you have made me happier i confess Acknowledge it much happier than I have words or power to tell you. Captain, you, even to you, who most have wronged me, I forgive. I won't say you have betrayed me now. I'll think you but the minister of fate to bring me to my loved Imawinda here.
8: How? How shall I receive you? How be worthy of such endearments all this tenderness? These are the transports of prosperity when fortune smiles upon us.
5: Let the fools who follow fortune live upon her smiles. All our prosperity is placed in love. We have enough of that to make us happy. This little spot of earth you stand upon is more to me than the extended plains of my great father's kingdom. Here I reign in full delights, in joys to power unknown. Your love, my empire, and your heart, my throne.
0: Exeunt. End of Act Two.